everyone. This is Regina. Hi, horse lovers. This is Lynn. This week on the Horse Industry Podcast. Okay, listeners, this is Lynn, and today I am at the Color Breed Congress in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Brent Harnish agreed to sit down with me, and we're going to have a special release for you on Friday, November 11th. Brent, what is the American Tobiano Horse Association? What in the world is going on? <laughs> it's exciting. First, I'll tell you that. it's I'm really thrilled to be a part of it. Several months ago, I got a phone call from Jim Plumley. Jim and I have known each other for years and showing paints back in the 90s. So he's a horseman. He's a horseman. Very much so. Yep. Runs a ranch there in Florida and horses and, and still shows and coaches some. He had a group that had come to him with concerns on how the color is leaving the the paint and pinho business and and the breeding business and everything's drifting to more and more solids less and less white and particularly well, you go the to, Tobianos. Right. yes there's i mean you go to a color breed congress and there's a lot of solid horses here there are but remember there's a lot of different breeds you've got the yeah. palominos and the buckskins and the apps okay. and so there's places for them okay but really starting to be concerned in the future about preserving the the paint colors and the tobianos in particular genetics what's going to happen 20 30 years from now let alone five or ten we've already seen a, a decline in the last few years then the other part of this group that had contacted him or individuals we continue to see less and less participation by youth and younger amateurs. And, you know, I noticed that on your website. So you've got your new website that's out there, American Tobiano Horse Association. American Tobiano Horse Association. Yep. Yep. And I noticed that that was one of the missions or just that really, really seems to be promoting youth and amateur. Absolutely. After several discussions on the mission statement, we wanted to make it very simple, very direct, very clear, and in just a few words, that is exactly what's the driving motive, driving force behind the American Tobiano Horse Association is preserving the genetics and supporting youth and amateur participation in this industry. And why we're talking about genetics, we're not going to get involved with the DNA registration and whether they carry this gene or that gene or anything, they have to have the color expressed. We want, we're only going to register colored horses, not ones that could be eligible to, to race. If they're not, if they're not a Tobiano, they're not going to be entered into our system, you know, into our registration. Is that how Pinto started? I'm not real sure how Pinto got started, but I know the belief in the pinno is anything that has a white pattern, be it Overo or Tobiano in colored, whether it's a mini is you're well yeah. aware of with family connections yeah. to they've got the utility division for the draft type horses, yeah. stocks, thoroughbreds, Morgans, Arab saddlebreds, you know, they brought in everybody because everything was specialized and there was a large group that did not have a place to compete with other colored horses. And, and I do know that that is, was 
initially and still is part of what Pinot is about. That brings up a really good point, Lynn. The American Tobiano Horse Association is not another registration. It's not another horse show association. It is not to compete with APHA or Penno. We're actually wanting to be in support of those. Going forward, we're working on it. Everybody needs to understand this is still a work in progress. You know, we, we wanted to get it out early and let people know that it's coming. We have announced the board of directors just recently, but how everything's going to work, there's still some final details that need to be finished, but it's going to be based on participation at your local shows, at your 4-H fair, at your paint shows, your pinto shows. We're not in competition with anybody else. We're just wanting to encourage showing Tobiano horses, youth and amateur showing their Tobiano horses wherever they want to. The way I can describe it, we're pattering it after. Is that a word, pattering? You know, it's being patterned after. (laughs) It's being patterned after the APHA PAC system, you know, pain alternative competitions where you you show at the open show in... uh, and have it signed by the show committee, submit it to us. We'll keep track of your points and we'll have year end awards. Ah, it, we are, gotcha. You know, the only shows that we will be doing starting in 2024 will be a Tobiano World Show. And those locations, we've talked to several people around the country. There will be two, two world shows, one east and one west. I like that. Okay. So that gives people an opportunity. It, you don't have to come to Texas for this one. Nope. You're going to be, have a location nope. that's going to be nope. kind of central it's, for it's, the East and West Coast. Correct. And they'll be the same weekend. You won't oh. be able to get to come to both. Either you go how are you going to spread out? How are you, how's your team going to spread out between both? Well, figure, figure it out. You'll divvy it out. Figure it out. You know, All right. it's so it, it's the internet has made it you know people are in suspense you know they think they know what's going on or how are we going to do this or that and and that's the job of the five directors that they've you know is to give direction guidance and direction to mr plumley and and devon they are the office staff they are the ones that will be making things happen their job is to bring ideas for us to review modify Give them guidance, like I said, in, in how to how to get the five directors. We've all got a ton of experience in horse shows and yeah, everything. Let's, so. let's talk about the five directors. So Larry sure. Chastain, yep. Craig Burkhardt. Correct. Did I say that correctly? And who else do we have in there? Uh, Kathy Sasser and Jim Isley. Gotcha. Yep. So all experienced horsemen. I mean, you were the CEO of the Palomino, Palomino Horse Breeders. So you've, I mean, you've absolutely got the executive experience in the horse industry, running yep. an organization, judge for 20 some years. And, and that entire group of five directors, all are experienced Very much horsemen so. with yep. decades of experience yep. between you. Yeah. And Mr. Isley has his own ranch horse association based in North Carolina. He's got a lot of experience not necessarily in the show he does he's been an APHA Penno judge for a number of years he's past president of Penno tons of experience in in that area 
but also in the cattle and the working and the ranch horse and stuff. So he brings a different perspective than, let's say, I do. Sure. Kathy comes from the halter industry. Her dad was in the racing industry, so she has a lot of varied background throughout her life. Craig Burkhardt is in Florida and has been breeding horses and Tobianos for a long time has served on several committees for national associations and has got a really good handle on where we're at and where the future needs to be. And then Larry, I'm going to mess this up. Larry is either from Oregon or Washington. I believe he's from One of those Western states. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he has a lifelong history in the the colored horses, paint and pinos, and has been a breeder, trainer, exhibitor, and judge. And and so... he understands what the West Coast needs much more than we do. And, Smart. And Smart. Uh, so those were strategically chosen. Those five people have been strategically chosen, not only by their experience and knowledge, but by their location. Well, and I mean, from what you just said to me, too, it sounds like there'll be a, a category for ranch horses. I mean, are you including the ranch horses in there? The ranch horses, the working cow horse. Cutting horses, I never even give this any thought, living in my shelter world of the pleasure horses. The cutters and rainers and, and ranch horses feel that they do not get a fair shake when they come with a, a colored horse in those events that a solid horse scores a little bit higher. And they're losing the genetics. There's less and less people breeding Tobiano horses because the marketplace, the the show arenas don't favor those or don't, you know. It's kind of like in the livestock industry with the black cattle. Exactly. It's so unfair. It's exactly the same thing, you know. And people are tired and frustrated and, and they're worried. Many of these people, I had no idea. Have been raising Tobiano horses for 50 years, and they feel that their future is in jeopardy. And they they were some of them that came to Mr. Plumley early on. We need association to preserve that color genetics. So I think it's really important to take a, a minute here, though, and and uh, first of all, I'll offer my condolences on the loss of Gentlemen's and oh, Roses. My so I just selfishly like my I guess what I think about that horse is that I remember when HF Run for the Roses was a a youth horse, and seeing her at shows and just thinking, my God, I wish I could own that mare, yeah. something like her someday. And you guys did. I mean, you guys owned a, a son of hers, son of and hers. what a legacy yeah. that he created in this industry with his Tobiano genetics. Yeah, it's it, it, the loss of him was a truly humbling experience. The emails and texts and phone calls and messages on Facebook, simply overwhelming. I didn't, it, he was ours. You know, we took him for granted. Sometimes we knew what, what he was going to do and what he was going to produce. And we were fortunate enough to have the majority of them, but the, the people that had bred to him and owned his offspring, he's truly a once in a lifetime horse. And I, I'm grateful the impact that he's, he's left in the Tobianos and the colored part of our industry. Absolutely. Yeah. I, this, this industry, this horse industry, it's such a, 
small community. Very small. I mean, from coast to coast and internationally, like it. And I'm sure you you've heard from people internationally as well. Yeah. It it is it it's we're all family. It is a, a small yeah. community. So what? You know, I guess better segue for you with that legacy of gentlemen send roses, and now the American Tobiano Horse Association. What a great ambassador you are for this new new association because of of what you've built with with Gus. I thank you, but yes, I I never fully understood or appreciated the the people that want colored horses. Okay, you know a portion of the messages we got, who's going to take his place? How are we going to continue raising more Torianos? It's part of who Julie and I are. That's how we're known. That's how we're recognized. And fortunately, we kept a son of his to continue on with that I think is going to produce as many great foals as, as Gus had. Without them... The, the color pattern, the Tobianos and, and horses with white are kind of like in danger of being gone, you know. And it's an opportunity that I, I welcome to be an ambassador for this and help support a, an organization and a group of people that have the same goals and aspirations and, and ideas and ideals that I have, you know, and the... It's going to be fun to see where this goes. Well, and so then that goes back to your website. And, and I was I was playing around on the website last night. And there's a big section for stallion owners. And you're encouraging stallion owners for free. You will advertise their stallions. Correct. Show 2023. Anybody that has a Tobiano stallion is welcome to fill out the form. Send it to Devin via email that's on the website. We'll get them posted up, you know, with the contact information and everything. The date's not been determined yet, but probably most likely in February, we are going to take an amateur and pull their name out of the hat, basically. They have won a breeding to whatever stallion they want to that's in that group. And the association pays the stud owner. The stud owner doesn't have oh. to donate anything. Oh, nice. They're not out anything, you know, but the association will buy that breeding for some lucky amateur that's interested in breeding a horse. You just got to enroll. I like it. And what I noticed about that website, too, is that you don't have to be a world-famous trainer owner to put your horse on that website there's a little bit of everything i saw a cutting horse i saw a reining horse i saw a trail horse i mean it is truly for anyone is is what i noticed on that website absolute great point lynn i'm glad you brought that up this is a grassroots program we as as i said the awards and stuff you can compete at your local 4-h or open shows this is for the grassroots, you know, the, the so-called big-time trainers and owners. They already have won a lot of stuff. You know, the, we need to take care of what I call the middle 80% of sure. our industry. We can't cater to the upper 10% and expect to survive. And the bottom 10%, to be perfectly honest, we know this hobby costs money no matter what level you do it at 
and the bottom 10% or the lower 10% struggles too much to be able to afford any of it. But it's that middle 80% that makes this business go. And all of the five of us, as well as the anonymous founders that formed this group that encouraged Mr. Pumley to, to develop it, we are beyond committed to making it for everybody, no matter who you are or how much money you've got or what kind of stallion you've got or where you compete. We want everybody to be included. I love that. And, you know, I mean, that's Regina and my roots, too. I mean, we grew up in 4-H dreaming about just coming and watching a show like we're at here today. I mean, and and that's that 80% that now you've given them, I mean, for breeders... For breeders, you're giving them an outlet to a whole nother group of customers to buy colored horses. Correct. Yep. I love it. Yep. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, time will tell if it's genius or not, <laughs> but all of us have come from humble beginnings. You know, it's, I've said, and maybe in one of our other podca- podcasts, I'm where I'm at, wherever that is, as a breeder, as a judge, as a coach, trainer, wherever from my 4-H activities, you know, and and 4-H is how I got started. A lot of us come from that and you can never forget where you come from. Our responsibility is to give back and hopefully this group of people can do that. You know, we're, it's a huge commitment that we've got. Go back to our mission statement, you know, is encourage participation at any level, the youth and amateur. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I love it. And I, I'm so excited that we got to talk about all of this today. And actually, I wrote down I wrote down your mission statement. So the ATHA is an equine registry committed to preserving and promoting the Tobiano horse, both in regards to visual pattern and genetics. Yep. So exciting. Yeah. What can we help to do through the podcast and, and from our listeners to help promote what you guys are, are trying to do and, and spread the word? The spreading the word is the most important thing. You know, we've gotten a huge response on Facebook. It is a work in progress. The society we live in today, everybody wants to know everything right now. Be patient with us. We're going to make some mistakes. It is truly a work in progress. We're starting to have formal meetings with the five of us and and Jim and Devin and we've got a lot of ideas we've got a lot of people working on ideas for us just encourage your listeners to be patient if they have questions they can always call me I, you know I'm I'm easy to find you know and or call the office email Devin at the office if she doesn't know She'll get a hold of one of us or Jim. And, but I want, personally, I want to help take some of the load off of them because they have a lot of work to do and cannot be, I, I hope, I want them inundated with communications, phone, however, but I don't want them inundated with it. I want them to do other things and let other people take those. So I'll stand up. They can always get a hold of me or any of the other four directors. You're the frequently asked questions guy. I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, so I noticed that, so January, you're going to start taking 
registration. registration. So is that going to be online? Is that going to be an it online? Will be all online. All online. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It'll be very similar to any of the others. We'll need four pictures, probably a copy of their current registration, be it paint, panel, whatever it is. And it'll be all online. And it'll be very, very simple. You know, the, the IT people we've got, we, they're doing some freelance work. This is their jobs. Some of the things they've done has just been incredible. You know, it's so it's amazing what's at our simple. fingertips. Oh, it's uh, amazing it's and complicated. Like it we've is. all got to learn how to use that darn yep. PC. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and I'm still old, and I'm reluctant to do that. But we have to learn. You're right. We so, do. We yep. do. Yeah. So again, so in January of 2023, you guys are going to start accepting registration. The World Show is going to be at a location, two locations, two, two locations. D- de- determined. Right. And um, in the 2024. 2024. We will not have those in 23. It'll be 24. Is it a qualifying World Show? It's a work in progress. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, curious to see. I mean, like maybe yeah. the first year. Everybody yeah. can attend. And right. then, you know, to promote the association. I mean, I, we've done that in the United States. Cutting Horse Association is a, it's a qualifying world finals. And right. so it gets, it encourages people to get out there and, in, and show and support the local associations and, and help them build their show presence. And I mean, there's nothing bigger right now than the open show circuit. No. Much yeah, bigger. The youth classes are way bigger at an open yep. show than yep. they are at a breed show. Absolutely. Yep. At home, the tough enough to wear pink over in Ohio, you know, they split every class. There was 60 in the walk trots. The shows you have in Michigan, the shows we have in Indiana are the very same way. Yeah. Yeah. If it will be qualifying it, I would suspect that it would be minimal qualifications, be it points or participation if you showed at three shows or something like that. You know, we're kind of weighing that out. We're taking... Again, everything from around the country, what works here, what works there. And over the next couple months, those things will be finalized and announced. And so we may be talking regular on a regular basis. I, so. I love it. And I guess, and I mean, this we may or may not want to include in the podcast. So I'll let you tell me okay. as I ask this question. How do you keep the top trainers from showing at your world show and taking all the prizes from the people that you're truly trying to target? I'm not sure you want to, to be honest. The horse industry, be it any breed association, any club in, in my world, okay, is like a three-legged milk stool. You've got to have the breeders providing the horses. You have to have the trainers willing to buy them and show them. Trainers have the power to lead. And then you've got to have the, the exhibitors, youth, and amateurs that pay the bills. You take any one of those three, your association's going to fall over, just yeah. like the milk stool. Yeah. Can't stand on two legs. You've got to have all three. So we will have some programs be cash classes, you know, for trainers to come because it, without them, they're not going to bring their people. Right. Okay, without breeders providing the Tobiano horse for this program, you're not going to, if you can't buy them, you can't show them. You know, so you got to have all three of us, and it's not a third, a third, and a third. It will all end up, sometimes you need more horses, sometimes you need more trainers. You certainly need exhibitors, you know, and stuff. So So maybe uh, level it. 
a level one, like they do with some of the AQHA, like you, you level it to encourage, you know, the, every level of competitor to attend your world show. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And so again, it's a work in progress. I love it. I'm excited. And I'm so appreciative of the fact that you let me come and and visit you here today at the show and and talk about it. And I did look up the website. It's the American Tobiano.com. Dot com. Yep. Yep. So you can find more information there or reach out to Brent and on the horse industry podcast on our VIP page and both those on Facebook and Instagram. We'll make sure that you can find your way to the American Tobiano Horse Association. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it much more than you do me. Uh, I'm so grateful for the opportunity and, and all of us at American Tobiano is, is equally grateful. It's, you know, it's going to be a fun ride for the next few years to see how this goes. It is. Sure. It is truly our pleasure. Can't wait to see it grow. Thank you. Great. Thank you. So that's our story this week. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to spending more time with you and sharing stories of our industry. See you next week.